Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Number two, Fantasy Football Rewind, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And guys, we're here. Hour number two, absolutely getting it done. Leonard Fournette hasn't practiced all week. He did run on Thursday and said he's expected to play Sunday. But the play's words are rather meaningless, as they all always say they're going to play. Chris Ivory. Should be added to your backup. I absolutely agree. That's from Ryan Halloran on Twitter. Brian Bagala, the tackle for the Green Bay Packers, has been clearing. He has cleared the league's concussion protocol. He was concussed last week against the Vikings, and he'll uh, be there to protect Brett Hudley. Paul Perkins was starting to practice, but he is not going to play this Sunday. He has been ruled out, which is uh, good news for the Orleans Dakwa owners. Sam Bradford officially out for week seven. Jordan Matthews on track to return versus the Buccaneers. Chuck Pagano saying T.Y. Hilton needs more targets. Chuck got a lot of things that he always has to take care of after. I don't know why he doesn't take care of them during the game. Chuck, what the hell are you doing during the game, Chuck? Chuck, why are we telling us after the fact? Why didn't you get him more Targets during the game. Stone Shepard is questionable for Week 7 against the Seahawks. Shepard got in a round of limited practice this week after missing Week 6, followed by a twisted ankle in the previous game. He should be back in the lineup and complete with Evan Ingram for the team lead in targets the rest of the way. Shepard is likely to move all over formations for the Giants. Then you have Kendall Wright. Wright played just 25 of 80 offensive snaps. In week six against the Ravens, Wright is easily the Bears' best receiver. But offensive coordinator Doel Loggins isn't using him in the base one or two receiver sets. He's only playing in the slot on a team that prefers to pound the ball on the ground. Pound the ball on the ground. To say the least, that's what they prefer to do. They like to make it absolutely what they want to do. And that's how they go about it. Jay Ajaye is not injured, but the Dolphins have begun rest maintenance days on Thursdays every week, dating back to the 2015 draft, where it leaked that Ajaye, a few years removed from ACL surgery at the time, may need constant maintenance on what's described as chronic issues. And Miami's trying to compensate, giving him a day off of practice so he can get treatment. Multiple missed days of practice would be a concern, but one day a week is fine. Offensive coordinator Clyde Christensen thinks it's stunted by a Jay's a pass game development. That's according to Florida Football Insiders. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada, and this is Fantasy Football Rewind. <laughs>
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata. And how about that contest last night, man? How long do you think Marshawn Lynch gets tagged for, man? That's a lunatic. Lucky there's no weapon like, on the sideline, right? Are you crazy? How crazy was that last night, man? How crazy was it? I mean, you want to talk craziness. That was it. That was as wild as you get. Without losing your mind. Without saying, hey, what the hell is going on here? So let's go to the fantasy of BFFs. As they get you ready and prepared for this week. And the arrival of Amari Cooper. And of course, he is a guy absolutely getting it done. Here are Fantasy Football BFFs. Yeah! Yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Uh, new school, old school. I changed the logo in front. You guys didn't know. Oh, the, the old, old original logo? Fantasy Best Friends Forever logo. This is how we roll today. How you guys doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. How are you, Nando? Frank Stample, Mike Florio, I'm Nando DeFino. No Greg Sussman today. He's out gallivanting. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to talk Amari Cooper today. We're going to talk Benny Fowler today. I got about seven matchups that I wanted to highlight. And then we're going to play a game called Guess That Quote. I got a bunch of quotes from a bunch of people. And uh, we're going to talk about them. Because I think they're somewhat telling. They're somewhat interesting. There's some coaches. There's some players. Uh, just talking about things. But let's start with Amari Cooper. Florio, yesterday you said drop Amari Cooper. I did not. <laughs> I was the one saying hold him and acquire him. I'm just kidding. Uh, it, go ahead. It please. was an amazing game. I mean, I tweeted this out last night, but he set a career high in yards. His first ever 200-yard game. It was his third career game with more than 10 or double-digit receptions. And it was his second multi-touchdown game. So this was literally the best game of his career. 
But I also said... He pushed a guy down to get a touchdown, though, to be fair. I mean, you could say that. The first but, one, he just... But, he, offensive pass interference in pretty hard In fantasy, you still get those points. It's true. And I, I said it last night on Twitter. I think if you bought low on him, great. You should feel amazing. Now you should try and sell high. Well, here's the thing. So I wanted to talk about that with all this time that we have in this first segment. I think you can still buy low on Amari Cooper. I think the Amari Cooper owner is going to be so jazzed that he finally had a good game and he thinks he's getting one over on you. He thinks he's dumping this Amari Cooper on you. Frank, isn't Amari Cooper still, I mean, a top 12 talent? Talent-wise, yeah. The problem is, I mean, even going back to last year, the start of last season, he's been so up and down. It's so crazy to see because coming out of college, I mean, he was like this uber athlete. We were expecting him to be one of the, the next great wide receivers, an A.J. Green, a Julio Jones, but he hasn't lived up to that yet. It still really has it's been. 23. It's true. I mean, he definitely could be, but based on what we've seen so far this year, it's still inconsistency, dropping the ball a lot. I mean, Sorry, how many games in a row? Did we have where he had less than 10 receiving yards and then goes out and has this monster game? I do agree with your logic, though, that the person who has Amari Cooper is going to try and sell him so fast right now yeah. that they still might try and sell him for what he's not ultimately worth, for for where you drafted him, you know? Like you're, a second you're round buying draft low pick. on Amari there, Cooper right now. There is someone who tweeted me last night and said, if anyone, especially sell him, especially to someone who didn't watch this game, because he did have some drops. But I counter that by saying he also had a few long uh, pass interference flags that he drew. So they obviously want, we're targeting him a bunch. I, I see both sides of this. I think if the guy is looking to give him away, you could take advantage of it. But if you have him and someone wants to give you a more consistent option, I'll take it because he still is a roller coaster ride. Maybe we'll come back and talk about some trade targets before we get into the matchups. Because I like real quickly, Alvin Kamara. If you're the if you're the Amari Cooper owner, would you take him? I don't think I would. If you need running back help in PPR, I think it's fine. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. I'll tell you what, it's a very interesting aspect of going ahead and trying to trade him at this point in this time if that's the route you choose to go. I'll tell you what, I like Cooper, and I think that if you're not gonna get Close, unless you have a dire need, I would stick it out. Let's go back to the fantasy BFF. Underscore Frank, the fantasy salad. Frank Stanfield, I'm not a Dofino. So, in the first segment, we just briefly touched on Amari Cooper. I contend that he's a buy low, even though everyone's screaming he's a sell high, like idiots. The, the fools. We're here to tell you not to follow them, like lemmings off a cliff. Here we go. Just give me a yes or no. None of this if you're in a PPR and you need running back help. You got Amari Cooper. Someone offers you Adrian Peterson. Do you take it, Frank? Mm, I think I would. No. Really? No. You're uh, you're the Amari Cooper owner. Someone offers you Deshaun Watson plus Alvin Kamara for uh, Florio. That I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm not crazy over it, but you're get. I, I said no to Kamara if the person came back and was like, "Hey, I'll also give you Deshaun Watson." I think you have to con- at least consider that, Frank. Yep. All right. Uh, you're the Amari Cooper owner. Someone offers you Ezekiel Elliott. Easily. Really? Yes. Not worried, like, six-game suspension might be looming. I think he's going to play this whole year. All right. You're the Amari Cooper owner. Someone offers you Sterling Shepard and Robert Woods. No. No. I'm just saying, just trying to get a feel for the value. Yeah, here. yeah, I know. You're the Amari Cooper owner. Someone offers you, uh, someone offers you Nelson Aguilar and LeGarrette Blunt. No. Nope. You guys love Nelson Aguilar. One day changes everything about Nelson Aguilar for you, huh? No, no I, I still like Aguilar. I just think Amari Cooper... I said it yesterday. I mean, he has wide receiver one upside. We saw he's literally going to be the wide receiver one this week. On the show yesterday, you said drop him for Marlon Mack immediately. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike didn't say that. How about Aguilar and Orleans Darqua? Nope. No. 
You have Amari Cooper. Someone offers you C.J. Anderson. That's the best offer so far. That one I would consider. But I'm not in love with C.J. Anderson. Like, Amari Cooper's upside is so much higher. All right. Frank? Uh, it's close with Adrian Peterson. I think you could do it. All right, last one. You're the Amari Cooper owner. Someone offers you Gore and Tyrell Williams. No. No. The Gore part is... What about Blunt and Tyrell Williams? No, Tyrell Williams has been very inconsistent this year. Mike Williams is coming back. Plus, neither of those running backs, to me, scream like a guy that you have to have in your lineup every week. What about Keenan Allen and Blunt? I would do that in a heart. I would Yesterday, when I was saying, like, trade for a consistent wide receiver one, if you have a Cooper... Keenan Allen was the name that came to my mind. Yeah, I think you could if you could just trade Cooper for Keenan Allen straight up. I think that's a good move to me. I, I was the yeah, low guy. That on one the might year. be too. I was the low guy on the year. I one of like I was very low on Cooper. I know Frank didn't like him either, but it feels like now like his value he's being too devalued because he still does have upside like this where he can literally win you a week. Like, I mean, if you have Amari Cooper in your lineup this week and you lose. That just speaks to how poorly the rest of your roster really is. That's a good point. Amari Cooper got people a lot of points last night. You're going to hear a lot of Amari Cooper today, and you're going to hear a lot of sell high, and it's poppycock. The, the problem <laughs> Amari with, Cooper is a buy low right now. What you said about Amari Cooper is true is that he can, he can absolutely win you a week, but he would have lost you the last five games too. Yeah, yeah. but do you is, looking, that, That's who Amari Cooper has been so far in his career. We have nothing to go based on. He's never been this bad. No, that's true. But it would be... One great game, two bad games. It hasn't been five bad games in a row like it like it has like it was this year so far. But this is part of who Amari Cooper has been, and it's part of. I said yesterday, no matter how Amari Cooper finishes the year, I will still say I think he was overdrafted going late first, early second. But his value has changed in the year, and to me, what he is being valued at now doesn't equate to what he really is. We know he is a good football player, whereas there's other wide receivers that we're speculating on, we're taking chances on. Like, this is a guy who, not only do we know he can get it done, and, and yeah, it may be a little maddening at times because he could go out and give you four for 50 one week, and the next week he could do what he did last night. But at the end of the day, we still know that his upside is potentially a... Any week, he could be the number one player at his position, and you can't say that about many players. So you, I think we should value him higher than a lot of people have. There you have it. The guy's getting it done on Fantasy BFFs. We'll come back from break. We'll get some more from Nando Dufino, Frank Stamfel, and Mike Florio. These guys are doing well. I'm liking this. I'm engaged. Winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. 
there. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm fired up. You guys fired up? Everybody's doing well. We got it going on. How about our guys? That's good to hear Nando DeFino back every single day on the Fantasy Football BFFs. He's replacing Greg Sussman. Greg's on vacation. And Frank Stanfield and Mike Florio. Here are the guys. Absolutely getting it done. The title. We can hear a lot about Amari Cooper coming up. There's nothing we can do about him now. Yeah. Can't trade him. Deadline passed. Got to wait until Monday to get back on the Amari Cooper train. Tuesday. Tuesday. Matchups. So I dug up a bunch of matchup stats. I want to know what you guys' thoughts were on these things because I think they're very interesting and they, they pose some, some kind of, well, I guess, just quagmires. The Pats, Bucks, and Colts all give up 300-plus pa- uh, passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. They face Matt Ryan, Tyrod Taylor, and Blake Bortles. Frank, let me start with you. This Matt Ryan stardom, he's going to be amazing this game because the Pats have given up 300 yards to quarterbacks every week. Um, is this a trap game? There's going to be a lot of emotion, Super Bowl rematch. I just think based on how bad the Patriots have been, look, if Matt Ryan doesn't go out there and do it this game, then I would consider him a drop candidate as well. Because Wow, Matt Ryan. Yes, the, the Patriots' defense has been historically bad so far this season. And they have been, they've gotten better the past few weeks, but Stephon Gilmore is banged up too. That will not help in this game going up against Julio Jones. Uh, we're waiting to see if Mohamed Sanu is going to play in that game, but even if he doesn't, you know, Austin Hooper has good history against the Patriots with what he did in the Super Bowl. I think the, Patri- uh, the running backs for the Falcons will be heavily involved as receivers as well in this game. Uh, but if Matt... Ryan does not go out there and do it this week. I have him ranked as my fourth quarterback on the week. And that's ahead of guys who have consistently been getting it done. Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins. If he does not do it this week, I would say that he's a borderline drop candidate, depending on the size of your league. Florio, how about Tyrod Taylor? He's facing a Bucks team that gives up a lot of passing yards per game, but he has no one to throw it to. Maybe Jordan Matthews. Like, Jordan Matthews has been cleared to practice. He's going to play. Nick. Nick O'Leary. Yeah. Nick. Oh, so he's going to get 300 yards no, no, receiving? No. I, think, I, I do think Nick O'Leary, though, is going to get his. I think LaShawn McCoy is going to do a lot in the receiving game for them this week. And also, he doesn't need to throw 300 yards. He could throw 250, a touchdown or two, and rush for 30 yards, which is... It's uh, equal to 75 passing yards. Yeah, yards. so it, yeah. that equates to him having a 300-yard game, which is why I do have him as a low-end QB1 this week. I like him, and I think it's... Some people I've seen have written him off because who is he going to throw the ball to? I mean, if he does what he does every week, which is usually between 225, 250, as long as he gets those touchdowns, those two passing touchdowns, he's going to give you 30, 40 yards with his legs, and that equates to him throwing 300 yards every single week. Blake Bortles facing the Colts. Uh, Again, the Colts give up an average of 300-plus passing yards per game. Is there any reason to hope here, Frankie? Blake Bortles, great matchup. Sneaky DFS play, maybe? The volume hasn't been there for Blake Bortles. I mean, he's only thrown for multiple touchdowns in one game out of six so far this season. 
Credit to the Jaguars. They said what they were going to do before the season, and they've actually stuck to it. They said, look, we're going to be smash-mouth football. It's going to be Leonard Fournette. We've seen a lot of Ivory involved there as well. Yesterday we spoke about uh, how many times teams are stacking eight in the box against that uh, rushing attack, and yeah. they're still succeeding. <laughs> That's how much they're running the football. Running the football and playing defense, protecting the ball. Don't let Blake Bortles pass it too much. That's been the recipe for success for the Jaguars so far this season, and I think that's what we can expect moving forward as well. Is, is Ivory here? I know Fournette's hurt. Is Ivory, isn't Ivory a little banged up, like hip? Is it I, Chris Ivory, parentheses, hip? He's always kind of banged up I just based I on my his, computer today. his running style. I will look into it for you. Because I wanted to be engaged. Fournette is definitely... Fournette's got an right ankle. Now. They thought it was a knee for a second. Dr. A came on here this week, and he's like, yeah, it's related. But, the, but he's the, fully expected to play this week. He's fully expected to play, but, I mean, is he going to be at 100%? Probably not. What's the 70% ranked, Leonard Fournette look like? I still have him ranked very high because, one, the volume they continuously just give him. And it's the reason why Blake Bortles isn't really a factor this year because he would always be a back-end QB1 at year's end because he'd get those garbage time points. His defense would play so poorly that he just needed to throw the ball. Now the defense is great. I mean, cat scratch fever in the cat secondary. Cat scratch fever. <laughs> you got I thought we had a better name for that. <laughs> the Thundercats. Yeah, the Thundercats. I, I like, like that cat one. scratch oh. fever. Because you could say T.Y. Hilton's coming down with a fever. <laughs> no, but Fournette's been getting the ball 20 times a game every single game. He's had a rushing touchdown in every single game. I still have him inside my top five because the Colts haven't been good against the run either. They're just a bad defense. All if, right. if you're in a two-quarterback league, I think that Blake Bortles can have some decent success. Even if he doesn't throw for multiple touchdowns, Maybe, you know, you get a touch on here, some rushing production. Uh, the Colts are giving up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So if you're in a 2QB league, I think he's in that, you know, mid to low end QB2 this week. I feel like I'm too high now in my chair. Like you guys are a little <laughs> low. Just give me a sec. Now you're just really tall in that. No, that's, you nope, are, you are significantly taller than Frank and I. I don't know about significantly. There we go. Like, if we were a basketball team, we'd be the guards, you'd be a forward. Shout out to DX Racer. <laughs> I was, I was a good rebounder back in the day. <laughs> Mondo uh, would definitely be, like, the jail ball guy. Like, you know, he's boxing you out, but he's, like, elbowing you in the ribs while no, he's I would play it. dirty, man, because we're all friends <laughs> no, when no, it's no, all I, over, I feel you like know? Nando would <laughs> just, you don't know who you're elbowing. He wouldn't shoot a lot. Like, he'd be the guy happy to get rebounds, play defense, and, like, like I have, like, his teammates score. That's my style. Right? Yeah. yeah. Let's get some rushing matchups. <laughs> or do you want to sneak in a little who said it? The quote game. Let's do some quotes. All right. Why are you not having fun with the matchups? I like both. My bad. But I want to mix it up, per your suggestion. Uh, here's a quote, and I guess you're going to tell me who said it. If teams are going to continuously try and take me away, as long as we're scoring touchdowns and as long as we're getting points, it's all that matters. Fans with fantasy and things like that, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to win games. It's not about stats. I'm not a stat guy. We're trying to go out here and be successful. I'm going to guess Alshon Jeffrey. Not Alshon Jeffrey, but uh -huh. it is a wide receiver. Hmm... Antonio Brown? This is Julio Jones on his lack mm. of red zone stats. And there's some other quotes in there that are pretty telling about how they've been very effective with the running backs. Um, the, it's, it's Sarkeesian was the one who was talking a lot of those quotes saying, if he's triple team, why are we going to throw it to him in the red zone? That's actually opening up other opportunities for us to score. Uh, and that's always been the case with Julio Jones. Right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I'm going to get your concern level from 1 to 10 on Julio Jones not scoring any touchdowns this year. You're watching slash listening to the... I'll tell you what. This is the greatest matchup ever. And I am still somewhat concerned. Like, it's so crazy that he's done so little. And I'm a little concerned. But how the hell do you get too concerned, man? You got to just get out there. Throw them out there. They've, they've healed everybody. They've healed everybody. Josh McCown lit him up. Everybody crushed him. So, 
I think in season long, you're going to throw him out there regardless. I mean, you just throw him out no matter what. But in DFS, I think he's a player as well. Julio Jones. He's a guy. Here are the guys. Back. It's Fantasy, best Fantasy BFF. Frank Stanford, Mike Florian. I'm not a Fino. Before the break, we were talking about Julio Jones. I want to get into that really quickly. We're going to call Darren from Philly. And since, we, uh, since we're good guys, we'll take it. Darren from Philly. Welcome to the show. What's happening, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Everything's great. How are you? I'm doing good. So I have a tough trade question. I want you guys to input on it. Go ahead. I was for my – somebody wanted my Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Phillip Rivers, and A.J. Green for Antonio Brown, uh, Carlos Hyde, and Jarek McKinnon. Who would your quarterback be if you did this trade? Dak Prescott. I like this trade, but I'm not going to lie. You got Zeke, who you – I mean, look. I think it's like 70% in this room that he's going to continue playing. You got Rivers, but whatever. You got Dak Prescott, who many can argue is better. A.J. Green's a stud. So you're giving away two studs, but you're getting Brown, who's like the greatest player in football. Carlos Hyde, who's whatever. And Jarek McKinnon, who I think the rest of the season is going to be tremendous. Who, who's your second running back right now? I'm guessing that you need some running back depth if you're trying to make this trade. Um, I have... Um um, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey is on this team. Buck Allen is on this team. Um, and I have Aaron Jones. This is a PPR, Darren. This got to be PPR, right? Yeah, PPR. So McCaffrey and Buck Allen. Lead. Right now, I'm currently two and four. So you got to shake it up a little bit. Just got to make the playoffs. That's all you got to do in fantasy. Just make the playoffs. I don't know if I would do this. Really? Like, I get that Rivers really doesn't have a place on his team. The Cowboys have had to buy. Dak Prescott is the better option at this point. But you're losing Zeke. I, I know you get it. But Antonio the judge Brown. can come back and be like, he got a fair hearing. It was a one-year investigation. He's not getting irreparable damage. There's precedent in the, in the Tom Brady if, case. If you think he's going to get suspended and you're 2-4 and four and you know you're, you can't, even if they reduce it to two games, you can't afford two games without Zeke, I get it. Make this trade because you're 2-4. and four. You, you have the luxury of waiting Zeke out if you have a winning record right now. But still, if Zeke doesn't miss any time, you're giving up Zeke and AJ Green. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel good about Carlos Hyde either. I feel like last week was super fluky. Like the yards per carry, the efficiency was not good, and he was really just touchdown dependent. And I, I just I don't feel good about Carlos Hyde moving forward. If you are scared about Ezekiel Elliott, I think you can make this trade. Like it's certainly not bad. You're upgrading from AJ Green to Antonio Brown, and then you get some running back depth with Hyde and McKinnon, and then you can play the matchups with those guys and Christian McCaffrey as well. Uh, but I, I'm kind of with Mike. I Fun. I get trying to move Rivers because you don't need him if you have Dak Prescott, but it's like Zeke and AJ Green are the two second best players right behind Antonio Brown, and they are much better than Hyde and McKinnon in my opinion. All right, Darren. I've been voted down 2-1 to one, then. Sorry. But it's really your call at the end of the day. I think he's gone. Let's pretend he said thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> uh, really quickly, Julio Jones' worryometer, 1 through 10. Florio. Uh, 4? Frankie. 7? What if Julio Jones is in this trade instead of A.J. Green? Would that make it better or worse? Yeah, I'd rather A.J. Green. But here, here's why I'm not too concerned about Julio Jones, because... Just I know what he's done so far has been terrible, but just like Amari Cooper, he has a good matchup this week. He could come out and he could put up 
you know, close to what Cooper did last night. Would we be surprised if he did that against the Patriots? I don't think so. And then we're right back to, oh, Julio Jones, top five uh, wide receiver the rest of the way. But, Nando, I did think you brought up a good point. Thank you. Saying the red zone targets. And I don't fully put that on Julio Jones because – Well, that was Steve I, Sarkeesian, actually, who brought oh, that okay. up. Yeah. Well, Matt Ryan has thrown the ball 19 times in the red zone. That is very, very close to the, the low, least of all the quarterbacks who have played – and not missed any time this season. So you compare that to Devonta Freeman, who him alone, he's had 14 carries. It's almost a 50-50 split just between total throws and Devonta Freeman carries. And of those 14 carries, he has turned five into touchdowns. So he's extremely efficient in the red zone. And when they get down there, they go to him rather than throwing the ball. And it has worked because Devonta Freeman. That's the tough call that I think nobody's talking about as far as it goes with Daly, is how good of a play Devonta Freeman is this week as well. You listen to Fantasy BFFs with Mike Florio, Frank Stanfield, and Don Dufino. Very, very good show they got going on here. We'll come back. We'll take a listen to it. So stay tuned for more of Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sincata. We'll be back more after this. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata, and we are here absolutely getting it done. And uh, Fantasy BFFs are getting it done as my former uh, co-host, Nando DeFino, back when we were in the Fantasy Funhouse, absolutely getting it done. He's back. He's better than ever. He's on the Fantasy BFFs. Here are the guys. Sounds just as bad. So let me ask this question instead. Are the Ravens a better defense? Are we underrating them, Frank? <laughs> Is Dean Pease right? I think the Ravens do have a good defense. Uh, with If they can get Brandon Williams back, he's just so huge for them being able to control the line of scrimmage and trying to stop opposing running backs. Uh, and then they have pretty good corners as well. They have Brandon Carr and they have Jimmy Smith. So, I mean, those guys can handle outside receivers. With that being said, I mean, I still do trust 
Adam Thielen in that matchup this week, especially if Stefan Diggs doesn't play. And I don't think that Stefan Diggs is going to play in that game. So the targets will still be there for one Thielen and Kyle Rudolph. I wouldn't shy away from those guys, but to answer your question, I, yeah, I do think the Ravens defense is better than they have played so far. I'm sorry, when I made a boo-boo. I was reading so much Vikings-Ravens stuff that I just kind of arbitrarily assigned Vikings-DC in front of Dean Pease. I think the Vikings solution is simple. Can you forgive me? I forgive you right, I fully. But it's simple. They, they, I mean, it's, it, maybe they don't have the personnel to do so, but they need to defend the tight end position better. They've been good against wide receivers. I know they've been, you've been able to run on them, but they've allowed nine passing touchdowns looking at their opponent's touchdown log. Six of them have gone to opposing tight ends, three of which were Mercedes Lewis. But still, I mean, that's a weakness in their defense right there. Here's another quote uh, that I thought was interesting, somewhat related, but whatever. Uh, we, have to, we just have to get the playmakers the ball and let them make plays, this player said. We have to make those plays for one reason or another. We're just not making enough plays. Big plays. We need those just to give our defense some rest and get them hyped and the fans on their feet. We need to do that just to give ourselves a spark. For one reason or another, we are not doing that right now. And I'll tell you, this is coming from a big playmaker himself. Who do you think it was, Frank? The first person that came to my mind was T.Y. Hilton. But I don't, I don't think he would. I don't think he's the type of guy that would. That's, that's not bad because I was thinking Brissett before he said it was a big playmaker. It is uh, Mike Wallace. Okay. Mike Wallace saying that, which kind of plays into what you were just saying. We should have known, man. He just said he was all over the Ravens. <laughs> I know. It was right there. It's on the same page Damn it. if you're paying attention. <laughs> the, the Vikings, though, like I know it's a matchup that fantasy owners get scared by. Yep. It's not to the same extent as uh, the the Cardinals with Patrick Peterson because Patrick Peterson is a shutdown corner, but they allow the third most points to opposing wide receivers. Peterson's but- hurt. He is, but he's going to play this week. They've already announced, but still a little Xavier hurt. Rhodes, Rhodes closes, awesome. He may be arguably the best shutdown corner in football right now, but the Vikings are still allowing the 12th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers, so those secondary options are getting open. Unfortunately, Wallace probably is going to be on Xavier Rhodes. It's a revenge game, though. It's a revenge game. <laughs> Mike Wallace isn't wrong. The problem is, look at the quarterback play. Joe Flacco on the year, four touchdowns to eight interceptions. That is a god-awful ratio. This is a guy that's getting paid a lot of money because he brought his team and won the Super Bowl, Joe Flacco. But he hasn't been able to get the ball into his playmakers' hands. Another problem is, who are his playmakers? Like Mike Wallace, okay, we get it. You could stretch the field still, but... Well, it's he's, supposed to be Jeremy back, Macklin, right? He, he's on the back end of his career. Jeremy Macklin didn't play last week. They're both banged up coming into this game. As Mike mentioned, one of those guys, if, they do, if either one of them play, is going to get locked up by Xavier Rhodes. I think a huge problem has been the quarterback play of Joe Flacco, and to be honest, they just don't have a lot of explosive options to get the ball in the hands of. Buck Allen, he is what he is. He's averaging like one of the worst yards per reception in NFL history. They just don't have a lot of guys that can break away right now or make explosive plays. That That's part of the problem. I, I consistently rank Joe Flacco as like the worst quarterback of every single week. It's just like... Sad. Sad. Zero upside. Absolutely he, he has, zero. He has not thrown a, a 250 yards in any game this year, and he has one game with more than one touchdown. Is this because he's a little banged up? I mean, maybe like I the think, second half of the season he heals a little I think it's a big – it's not really a big story, but it should be. This was a guy who had surgery in the offseason, who missed almost all of preseason, wasn't out there, you know, and – we just like, oh, Joe Flacco, he says he's going to be ready for the start of the season. We no think he's going to be fine. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, I don't think anyone was really valuing Joe Flacco. I think where it comes into play is with the value of Mike Wallace, Jeremy Macklin. We expected big things of these guys because there's a ton of targets from last year, but th- their offense is crap right now. So, I mean, is it really, they're not 
high efficiency targets. They're, it's just, I don't know. I don't really want any part of the Ravens offense. I should know this. And I apologize to Ravens fans because I messed up Dean Pease. I got to mess this up too. Who's his backup? Is it Ryan Mallett? Yes. Yeah. All right. You're welcome, Ravens fans. He's uh, not very good. Yeah, I know. But I mean, <laughs> if something's wrong and off with Joe Flacco, I mean, this isn't the week to test it because it's Campanaro, you know, uh, hurt Mike Wallace. Probably no Jeremy Macklin again. It's not the time to be like, let's see what Mallet can do. There's nobody on this team. Or maybe it is because it's all second stringers we practice with. Maybe. And maybe, maybe that would help out like a Campanero. I mean, they've been talking up Campanero since Woodhead went down that maybe he can take over that kind of uh, short yardage reception role that they expected Danny Woodhead to, to be a part of, but he really has not flourished in that. There is no player on the Ravens that I think you have to start this week in fantasy, and that's, ex- that's including Buck, Buck Allen, Allen. In a PPR? Not even in a PPR. I, a three he, would point be, PPR. he would be a borderline <laughs> flex option for me, but he is not inside my top 24 running back. Uh, I, in pulling quotes, I learned that uh, Bears offensive lineman Pernell McPhee credits Leonard Floyd for coming up with Mitchell Trubisky's new nickname. Do you guys know what it is? I heard it. I don't remember it. It's weird, though. It's, it yeah. is kind of. The Pretty Boy Assassin. That was not what the one I heard. That's he, the one that's... He has multiple <laughs> nicknames, I think. I guess so. This one is the Pretty Boy Assassin. That's his new nickname, according to uh, Pernell McPhee. Why is he the Pretty Boy Assassin? Me? I'm looking up Trubisky nicknames to see what his other nicknames yeah, might what's be. what's one of Florio's thinking of. The Mr. weird one. Mr. Biscuit? <laughs> that's, that's what Google came up with right away. But the first story that comes up is the Pretty Boy Assassin. So here, here are a couple quotes. I guess like in this quote game, is it fun for it's you? It's fun. Just a way to introduce players and get some quotes and get to know them. I don't them get why Trubisky has earned the nickname the Assassin yet. Right, that's the Pretty Boy part, fine. Yeah, he's the Assassin part. Boy. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He doesn't even throw to his wide receivers. Like, he doesn't have any wide receivers. Yeah, really. but he they like I think at the uh, Bears practice all week they just practice wide receivers on blocking or whatever because they ne- like they finish each game with like oh Bears receivers had two catches today like it's crazy. To be fair, that's what it should be. Like the strength on that team is offensive line, hand the ball off to Jordan Howard twenty to twenty five times, and get Tariq Cohen involved as well. Like when the team is expecting Jordan Howard, maybe try and you know. Put, get Tariq Cohen out in space. That's what the team should be, and that's what will make Mitch Trubisky's life easier. Interesting, because the quotes I was about to give you tie into that completely. Uh, this is, well, these are the Bears, so there's no point in guessing it, but I know sports are an entertainment business, but we still have to win games. Right now, the best opportunity we have is to give ourselves a win, is to pound the rock. We understand with our personnel and our running backs, we can put ourselves in pretty good position to keep our defense off the field and have them fresh and ready to get the ball back in our hands. That's Kyle Young. Uh, Kyle Long. I actually knew that. And if you were going to let me guess, I would have got it right. This is from Bears <laughs> offensive coordinator, uh, Dean Pease. You know me. I like to throw the football. It's not really Dean Pease. <laughs> I figured it's Duella Gaines. Uh, you guys know me. I like to throw the football. I'm a quarterback guy, but it's the understanding of whatever it takes to win, and it all goes to the guys up front. When you average 4.5 yards a carry, you can do that. It's easy to do that there. It's when you're averaging 2-3, and three, and then all of a sudden you're putting your quarterback in third and extra long the whole time. You can't play that type of game. And that type of game isn't fun if you don't win the game. The reward is you win, and the guys up front did a great job. The run game guys did a great job designing a good plan, and our guys executed well. So it sounds like unless teams decide to stop the run, the Bears are just going to keep running, which yeah. is Mitch Trubisky does not help. Like You're looking at 210-yard games from him. Trubisky doesn't have fantasy value, but I, I think he kind of does, actually. It, it's not him directly or you know even the guys he's throwing the ball to, but it's the fact that, one, he doesn't turn the ball over. Two, he has a lot more mobility than Mike Lennon did. He has a better, it seems like a stronger pocket awareness. I mean, both games he's rushed for 22 and 32 yards. 
that's a factor that when they're starting to get pressure, he can scramble and gain yards, unlike Mike Glennon, who would turn the ball over and everything. As long as he keeps the game close and he's a game manager, they could continue to force-feed the ball to Jordan Howard. That's where Trubisky's value is because Mike Glennon was turning the ball over. We'd see them go down big early on, and they, when you're trailing, you can't run the ball 30 times or whatever, they, however many times they want to do it. When you're in a close game, and both games Trubisky has started, they lost to the Vikings, a tough Vikings team by three, and they beat the Ravens in overtime by a field goal. So he's been keeping these games close, which allows them to force-feed the ball to their best player, which is Jordan Howard. There you have it. Great stuff from Mike Florio. Great breakdown there. Great job by the Fantasy BFFs with Nando Dufino, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio. Nando Dufino filling in for Greg Sussman. can catch that show live at 11 a.m. Eastern to noon Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network can also catch it on YouTube. You subscribe on YouTube to FNTSY Sports Network and get all the information you need to be successful. Over 49,000 subscribers there, so you can get it done and make sure you got everything you need to be fantasy worthy because that's what it's all about fantasy worthiness, right? You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind, we'll come back, we'll finish it off, and we'll be back on Monday. 1 a.m. Eastern. that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. My name is Tony Sicada. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. And make sure you listen to all the other shows on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Saturday night. Remember, I'll be back with Matt Modica in Fantasy Football Gold Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And then if you don't get it, you got to get up early Sunday morning before the games begin and put that thing on iTunes and make sure you get it. Because nobody could suffer. Second thing you need to do is you need to go and download DFS today on iTunes. I put up all the position rankings for all the week. You got everything you need there. DFS today, 10 minutes, no commercials. Everything you need is right there. So bang it out of the park and let's nail it. Let's nail it together. How about that? I want to be a part of it. Mm. Oh, New York. I miss you guys in New York. All these guys. 
was out there. We were getting it done, building the fantasy sports radio network empire. And I miss them. Like they're my, my last little doggies. My last little puppy. I miss them. And also, you can check out Monday Night Fantasy First Look myself with Joe Galena, the fantasy Jesus. And then your guy, George Kurtz, the angry old man. George Kurtz, he's not really old, he's just angry. And then DFS Lineup Block Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. It's also simulcasted on Dish Network. If you have Dish Network, Channel 261, tune in and check out Dane Martinez myself. But you can get all uh, the uh, plays out there for DFS football, basketball we give you. So you get a little bit of everything. You get a little something, something. How's that? A little something, something. Right? Week 7. Get off to a bang. Amari Cooper took it to the next level. The Cars, Alex Smith, Tyreek Hill. There's a lot of big leads that people are going to have to try to come back from. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Just in case you guys uh, need a little help outside with life. You can also go to uh, iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes to Stand Up Fantasy. There's something for everybody there. There's two shows that just came out on Friday. First one is uh, Sex on the First Date. I think it's imperative. I think it's economical. And there's a lot of other things. I give you the places where you can go out on a first date. So great dating advice from me. So Sex on the First Date. And then there's another show that just came out Friday, Making America Great Again, one sub shop at a time. We got to fix the way we consume our subs, fast food. We're settling for chain garbage instead of the old man in the neighborhood who used to put his heart and soul into your steak and cheese. To put in everything he had to make sure you had the best meatball marinara you ever had in your life. We gotta get back to those days. And that would make America great again. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. And we'll see you on Monday. To get you fired up, get you ready to go. We're out. We're out.